Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. So for today's episode, I'm excited because I kind of want to talk about Christianity 101. Basic things you need to grow your faith, to know Jesus more, and to deepen your faith. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I am your host, Janine Amapola, and welcome back to the podcast. Happy Tuesday. If you are listening on a Tuesday, I drop these absolutely every single Tuesday, unless my podcast is on a break, of course, but we haven't been on a break. We have been rumbling since, oh my gosh, I think January something. So um, I have not taken a break in a while. I haven't missed a week yet. And I'm pretty proud of myself for that because I don't know if anybody knows, but maintaining a podcast is, it's a full-time thing. Um, It requires a lot of people, a lot of work, time, money, a team, I couldn't do this without my team, without my podcast coordinator. Um, Some energy drinks, as you guys can see, if you're watching the Spotify or YouTube, I have this this energy like supplement. So I'll talk about that in a second, but I am drinking this. It has like caffeine boosters in it or something. It's orange flavored. It's pretty good. So yes, maintaining a podcast is really fun and also a lot of work, but... It is so much joy for me, and I personally just love it so much, as I always say to you guys. So again, as always, thank you guys for tuning in to the podcast, for sharing the podcast, donating to the podcast, sending in voice memos, reposting us on Instagram. All of those are super helpful and beneficial. When you guys interact or leave us a review, it helps me so, so much. So thank you guys so much. Today is when I'm filming this, Tuesday, May 2nd. I believe this podcast will be going up in two weeks um, because I do every other week a solo episode and an episode with a guest. I just put out one today about body image and working out, so I hope you guys have enjoyed that one. Um, And I'm really excited about today's episode. Um, This week has been pretty crazy, though. I got back from a wedding in San Antonio this past weekend. That was really, really fun, but I still feel like I have just not recovered from sleep. Um, I don't know. I keep thinking like, like I'm going to, you know, finally catch up or I can blame my lack of sleep or my lack of energy onto something, but I have not yet found what that might be. Um, because I'm just consistently tired around this time of the day and my workouts have been pretty hard in the morning. So those do take out quite a bit of energy for me. So in the afternoon, I find myself drinking these supplements. And like I said, last month in April, I cut out energy drinks. And now that it is May 2nd, your girl can drink them again. And I'm pretty excited. Now, I'm not trying to do that consistently again. Like I'm not trying to have one every single day because I just don't think that's wise and beneficial and healthy for my body. But I am pretty happy I can introduce them again back into my life. But it just goes to show like you can do anything if you set your mind to it and also If you have accountability or someone doing it with you, you can do it. So having my boyfriend do it with me was actually really beneficial. So for this month, um, I am now doing where I'm going to be leaving my phone across the room. And I actually probably want to just maintain that. I want to leave my phone across the room when I go to sleep. That way I can go to bed earlier and not scroll and I can read before bed. Also, when I wake up, I can, I have to get out of bed. So I just think that's wise. I just think that's something we should all try to do. And I'm going to see how it goes this month. But it's also something I'm like, I can only just benefit from this. So I might maintain it going forward. Anyway, those are some random thoughts. Um, You guys will always hear my daily thoughts on my Instagram. Every single morning, I post stories about my day and what I'm doing and anything that I'm thinking through. So just always feel free to check out my Instagram. 
It's Janina Mapola. So for today's episode, I'm excited because I kind of want to talk about Christianity 101 or like the basic things you need to grow your faith, become a better, I don't want to phrase it like that, to know Jesus more and to deepen your faith. So kind of like Christian basics 101. And also just kind of talking about lukewarm Christianity. Now that's probably a bigger theological conversation, but you guys would be surprised the amount of people that reach out to me and their questions are, you know, I don't know how to grow my faith. I don't know how to read the Bible. I don't know where to go to church. I don't know how to know God when I'm trying so hard and I'm just not hearing him or I just don't feel like a good enough Christian. All very real, real feelings, been there, done that. So I'm hoping that this episode will be a blessing, that it'll help you guys out. It'll give you some advice. Um, I do feel a little out of it, so I'm going to try my best to not stumble on my words. And uh, I'm actually just going to open up in prayer in this podcast because this is a topic that has nuance to it, just like everything else. It isn't necessarily a one-size-fits-all. However, there are things that are proven and biblical that are going to grow your faith. And so um, it isn't necessarily something subjective. It is very objective and very, um, let's say, rules-based in the sense of like, yeah, if you do follow God's rule or law in that way, you will be blessed. You will see fruit. You will see yourself grow. You will see your faith deepen. And so some of it is black and white and some of it is a little bit more personal to you. So I hope this is the blessing and I'm going to pray really fast over us. Okay, Lord, I just want to pray over this podcast, God. I pray that God that you would bless anybody that is listening that is struggling with their faith. They are in maybe a land of doubt or a season of questions or just feeling far from you or feeling like they've done everything and they just cannot seem to get it right and they feel far from you they feel like they can't hear you they feel like they're not a good enough christian um they're just wrestling lord i pray god that you would impart wisdom and discernment into me that you would give me the words to speak that you would give me supernatural energy and clarity on my words that god these would be words directly from you as i communicate these to people that are simply wanting to know you more so lord i pray that i be a vessel that i be um Someone that just embodies this and lives this out and proves this to be true. So God, would you bless us with your presence and your grace in this podcast? Amen. Okay, you guys, let's get right into it. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful. Relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Okay, so number one, I feel like a lot of the times I get people that come to me, they live maybe in a rural area or a small town or in a foreign country, and they're just like, I am trying everything on my own to grow this faith, but it's pretty difficult because they either feel alone or they don't feel like they have a church that is spurring them on in their faith, or they just don't simply have the resources. 
Now, me being in America, there's plenty of resources. Like, there's really no excuse, honestly. There's books, there's churches, there's conferences, there's podcasts. I mean, there's so many different things that are able to help you. And I even think in your area or wherever you are, there aren't total excuses with the amount of books and resources and sermons we can watch online or anything to help us grow our faith. But I do know that in some places or people, some places for people, they feel quite alone in their walk and their journey. And it's hard for them to grow their faith when they feel like they're the only one doing it. And that is extremely valid. I mean, I would totally agree with that. For me, I don't feel like I could grow my faith nearly as much if I was doing this solely alone. I mean, I would backtrack and backslide all the time if it was just me. So I want to validate you in that. I'm going to get a little bit comfier. Why am I wearing jeans? I'm literally wearing white jeans and jeans are just not comfortable to sit on. Anyway, so number one I want to talk about is understanding your faith. And that's just kind of the basic thing of like, why do you believe this? Do you believe um, that God is true? Do you believe the Bible is true? Do you believe that God is who he says he is? Do you believe that the word is life? Do you believe that Jesus did die on a cross for your sins and that he rose again and that he took all the sin that you have done, are doing, will do on his back so that we could find freedom, that he is the bridge between us and God, that because of him, now we can have eternity with Jesus in heaven if we accept him. If you have declared that he is the Lord of your life and you have chosen him to be the Lord of your life, do you believe that? Because that's super essential. I think a lot of the times people maybe were baptized as a kid or their parents force their religion on them, but there comes a point where you have got to decide for yourself, is this something that I believe? Is this something that I want to follow? And I have seen on social media, I have seen that there is such a divide right now between Christians and the world. And it's not like I'm trying to be like, oh, woe is me, Christians are so persecuted, but people don't like Christians because Christians are deemed as judgmental or hypocritical or condemning or higher than thou, or that we think that we're better than people. And gosh, I hope that is never the way that you would look at me or the way that you would look at any Christians. And I know that there are Christians that have maybe not been loving, or there are Christians that have been judgmental, or there are people that have given Jesus a bad rep because they've been hypocritical or they've been lukewarm in their faith. And you've looked at them and you've been like, if that is what Christianity means, count me out. Like I want nothing to do with it. I've been there, done that as well, you know? And so I understand and I validate those things, but I don't want our hearts to be hardened. I don't want our perception of Christianity or Jesus to be thwarted or distorted because of a Christian. Like we're called Christ, we're gonna mess up. But now the thing is that a lot of people like to use this banner of, we're not, we're not, we're not perfect, we're humans, we're sinners, as a means to indulge in sin still and think that they get a pass because you know the saying is like we're all human we're not we're not perfect and I understand that that's that is true however when your eyes have been opened or when you have read word read the word of God or you do know the truth or you have had people tell you you need to change or you do know that you're doing the wrong thing but you continually do it that is just I think being disobedient and also not truly wanting to walk with the Lord and not truly understanding where you have to deny your flesh or not truly understanding that Jesus asks us to give up certain things for our betterment. And I'm not trying to be harsh because I get it. Like same thing. I know I'm going to, I'm literally going to use my own words back and back at me. Like, yes, I'm also not perfect. I also still mess up, but I do know that I know when I'm messing up and I have to confess that. And I have to tell that to somebody and I have to be like, y'all, I messed up. I have to confess that in my community group. There are certain things that I now know because I walk with the Lord. I have my eyes opened. I love the Lord. So I want to be obedient to him that I know like that is no longer good for me. And if I continue to keep going back to the same place that enslaved me or tempted me originally, I'm going to stay tempted and I'm going to stay enslaved. So you've got to be willing to make some changes for this faith because you can't get something new if you keep doing what you've been doing. If you are staying in the old place that keeps, you know, enslaving you or tempting you or has kept you in bondage, you're not going to find healing or freedom there. 
you've got to make some changes. You've got to go to the new area, the new place and, and start afresh to get a change on your journey. I know there's a lot of nuance in this, but I know a lot of people just are like, I don't really know why I believe this. And I think that's something that I want you to pray about and ask the Lord, like, God, show me who you are. I want to believe that you are who you say you are. And I think a lot of the times that um, people look at Christians or maybe someone they admire, maybe you look at me or you look at Sadie Robertson or you look at Jenny Allen or Jackie Hill Perry or whomever, like there's all these amazing Christian leaders that I love to look at and I love to follow them and I'm inspired from the outside looking in. You could be like, dang, like they just must be God's favorite. Like God must just have extra kindness, extra wisdom, extra, you know, sprinkles of, of blessings over them. And they're just forgetting and God's just forgetting about me. And I'm like, no, no, no. Those people did not just magically end up like that. Like they didn't just drift towards that magically and appear that way. Like that took time. That took sowing seeds of, of prayer and fasting and going to church and meeting with people and reading the word of God, listening to sermons, reading about theology, falling on your hands and knees, knees being like, God, I need you. Maybe hitting a rock bottom and, and crying out to the Lord for his kindness and his goodness and his presence to meet you where you are. We're not naturally going to become like this because again, this is a battle between flesh and spirit. We are born into a sinful world, but when you become a Christian, you be, you go from a sinner to a saint. You, you are a saint now. We no, no, we no longer have to be slaves to sin anymore. We don't necessarily have an excuse. It's not wrong to be tempted by the sins, but it's wrong to sin. Now, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to add shame onto you. I'm not here to be like, freaking do better, step it up. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that we do have the ability to overcome temptations. So if you're tempted, don't be mad at yourself. Don't be, don't be beating yourself up because temptation was not a sin. Even Jesus was tempted, but Jesus did not sin. He overcame the temptation. And it says that Jesus is able to empathize and understand temptations. And by, I just read that in Hebrew second today, that by Jesus being tempted, it shows that he also too face that, but he also had the ability to overcome it. And we now through Jesus and the Holy Spirit have that same power. It says, I believe in Romans that the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives inside of you and me. So we are able to overcome these, but you have to understand your faith first. You have to be willing to walk away from the things that are enslaving you and choose Jesus. And it's not easy, but there's, that's the thing is you've got to choose it. No one's going to choose it for you. No one's going to hold your hand. No one's going to force you to be baptized. No one's going to force you to read your Bible. No one's going to force you to stop looking at porn or going to the bars or hooking up with that guy or whatever. And again, I'm not here to condemn you, but those are the things that will continually keep you enslaved and will keep a distance between you and God. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Are you sick and tired of living the same way, going back to the same habits, the same patterns, the same boy, the same destruction, the same things that continually enslave you and bring you down and bring you into further shame and guilt and condemnation? Or do you want to get up from your mat, the mat that has kept you lame or that has kept you, I'm not literally mean lame, but lame in the Bible means that you can't walk, that has kept you lame and enslaved are you ready to pick up that mat and say, you know what? I'm done. I want to make a change. I want to choose this. I want to know God. I want to do this for myself because that's the thing is you've got to do this for yourself. If you don't do this for anybody, do it for yourself. One day you will stand before Jesus and one day you will stand before God on judgment day and he'll say, you knew about me. You had the opportunity to choose me. You heard about me multiple times and you still didn't choose me. And that's a scary thought. Like that's for me, like I never want to get in front of God one day and be like, God, I had so many possibilities to know about you or to obey you or to seek you or to make your name known. And I chose myself instead. I chose my pride instead. I chose my flesh instead. I don't want that. Like call me a fool, call me crazy, call me whatever. But like, if that means that I get to know Jesus more and lead more people into repentance, into salvation, into eternity, I am there. Like I want to do, I want to be on the front lines of it. Sign me up, call me crazy, do whatever I got to do. Because at the end of the day, we will all 
have to choose between ourselves and God one day and choose, do we want to go to hell or heaven? And it's not that difficult, you guys. Like, it's not. Like, Jesus has made it very easy for you to choose him. And I'll read the verse that helps you choose this. And I will also read something for you guys as well that is really beneficial when we're trying to understand this. So I always read this verse, Romans 10, 9, because this is the verse that essentially leads to salvation. I want anyone that's maybe questioning their salvation or someone that's like, I don't know if I'm saved or whatever. Like today can be your day. You're never too far gone. You're not too late. You haven't missed it. If you're still alive and you're breathing, you still have time. You're not running out of time. You you are still able to receive this free gift of salvation, to know Jesus, to walk a blessed life, to, to abide in him and to end in salvation and eternity with him in heaven forever. And then go and make disciples. Go make other Christ followers that trail behind you one day. That's what I want to do in my life. So it says in Romans 10, um, I'm going to read it a little bit. It says, what, in verse 8, but what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I love that, you guys. It says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is the son of God and that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There's one more verse I actually want to read to you guys that might help you as well because maybe some of you guys have this viewpoint that God is condemning you and he's judging you and he's mad at you and all these things. And I'm like, no, 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 y'all. That's, that's not what it is. God genuinely has so much love for you and care for you that he wants you to be saved. He wants you to know him. He wants you to have the blessed life that he gives you that it doesn't mean that you won't face persecution and tribulations, but it means that you have a hope. It means that you have a faith. It means that you have, um, a bigger picture of life, Whenever you're like, man, one day, like this will all come to pass. Like I know where I'm going to go when I'm going to die. I know where I'm going to spend eternity. I know that when hard times come, I can cling to this truth. I can cling to the Bible. I can cling to the word of God. I can cling to this faith in hard times because man, there will be hard times, but now we have Jesus to hold on to in the midst of that. So I'm trying to find a verse for you that helps. One verse also that I like to share is John 16 or John 14, 6. It says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. So no one comes into heaven except by accepting Jesus and declaring, Jesus, you are Lord and I choose you. So I pray you will choose him today. I pray that in your heart or in your moment or whatever, you can pause this podcast. Just sit and pray out loud, Jesus, I know that I need you. I'm struggling and I choose you today. God, would you come into my heart and let me follow you for the rest of my life? Show me what it means to follow you. I feel like I'm lingering on this, but it's important because it does, this is the path of helping someone know Jesus, of abiding with Jesus and becoming a Christ follower. The last verse I want to share you before we move on is, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So just know he's not condemning you. He's not here to condemn you. He wants to save you because all of us do need saving. Some of us need saving from ourselves. Like we are our own worst enemy and critic and whatever. Like we cause ourselves so much pain because we continually chase things that aren't good for us. So the more that we abide and know God and we seek him, the more we will find freedom and find hope and find, find joy and just find this peace that we're looking for that the world will never offer. Like temporarily, it'll give you some joy and some happiness, but it'll never last, you know? So go to the, to the source, the true source of life and peace and joy. And that's Jesus. Okay. Sorry. Very long winded answer. And I feel like there's so much more I could have said in that, but I hopefully gave some good resources and help in that. And, um, if you ever need any like other, answers like I'll I'll try to have some podcasts at the end or just you can listen to like becoming something podcast or the porch or so many other Christian podcasts that can help break this down a little bit more
Okay. Number two is a church. So for you to kind of grow your faith, you want to be plugged into a body, the body of Christ. And the Bible does say, like it tells us, I think in first Peter to not neglect the habit of meeting. So it tells believers, like believers do not neglect the habit of meeting as some are, you know, accustomed to do. And so what that basically means is like the body of Christ, which we are the body of Christ. We are the body, like I'm a part of the body of Christ. Like some people are an arm, some people are a leg. Like I know this sounds weird, but this is kind of getting in the nitty gritty. But technically, like I am a part of the body of Christ. We all equate into something greater and bigger, but we all play a certain role. So the body of Christ is required to meet together and meet often because I think the reason why God emphasizes this or Jesus emphasizes this is because he knows that if we stay in isolation or loneliness or as an individual, you are more prone to fall. You are more prone to be susceptible to temptation or sin or struggles or, you know, have the, have the enemy Satan mess and toil with you and you can't fight it back because you are alone. So church is there to edify your spirit to help you grow to understand the bible to understand theology to usher in god's presence to meet with other believers to stay connected with people that will help you grow in your faith when you're struggling um i love i personally love church there was a time when i didn't when i was struggling but i love it now because i see the benefits of church now there's a different conversation of maybe you've been hurt by church or maybe you've struggled with another church don't let that one church represent all churches. Don't let that one church that maybe had one Christian or one person represent all Christians or all churches. Like they may have hurt you. And I want to say, I'm sorry. And that's very frustrating, but don't let that be representation of everybody. Yes. You have to forgive them and forgive that church, but maybe go find another Christian friend or another church that will help you still in your faith. And I know maybe you may need to take a time off or a season off, or you need to process with somebody, but know that church is a good thing. And there isn't going to be a perfect church because again, church is composed of imperfect people that are all doing their best to reflect Jesus as he's called us to reflect him. But because we are sinners, but because we are struggling people, we're not always going to get it right. But again, we're not supposed to perfectly get it right because we're not, we're not, you know, God, we're not perfect. Jesus is, we're not like, you see what I'm saying? Like we can't always get it right because we, we're not going to be able to. So there will be some faults. So it's like, you got to go in there with some grace, with some softened hearts, with a, an attitude of willing to serve and lay your life down and um, still see that church is a good thing and to go in there being like, you know what? I know this isn't perfect, but how can I go in here and serve and make a difference? So get involved in a church, find a church, find a church that teaches the Bible. The more you read the Bible, the more you're able to understand, does this church teach the Bible? Because some churches want to, you know, give their own interpretations, which yes, everyone kind of has to do that. But some of them just fully want to go off their beliefs or their perceptions versus teaching the Bible. So have a church that teaches the Bible. It can be a little bit based off the preference. Do you like the worship? Is it a good location? Do you like the child care there? Do they have missions? Do they like, you can kind of be a little bit picky, but also know like, you're never going to find the perfect church. So partially, you kind of got to just stick to one, commit, at least give it like two to three months of where you try it out before bashing it. Like give it some time, meet the people, try to dive in, join a small group, serve there if possible, meet the local pastor if you can, and try to get into the church, get involved and then see, is this a good fit for me? There's been a couple of churches that I tried that immediately I was like, this isn't for me. But one church that I was kind of a little bit on the fence, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this some time. And I consistently went, I got plugged in and I ended up loving it. And meeting with the church locally consistently was so beneficial and getting to serve and know the leaders and being involved and joining the small groups. Like that is when I found my church to be the most fruitful is when I was serving. I was meeting with people every single week. I was volunteering. I was knowing the elders or the leaders. I was going to the worship nights. Like I love that. So give a church a chance. Don't pat, don't bash it before you try it and, um, find one that you feel fits you a little bit. Cause some people may prefer 
a more Methodist church or Baptist church or Protestant church or whatever. But the ultimate thing that you need to see is, are they following the Bible? And maybe if you see a church that outrightly is not following the Bible, they are outrightly just not blatantly doing what God has called us to do. You can lovingly try to correct them. And if they don't receive it, then you are allowed to go find another church, but don't stay hurt at the church for too long. Don't stay out of the church for too long. Pick yourself back up, process it with some people, forgive them, and then maybe go find another one and do the same thing. So I just want to kind of address that because I know churches can be a little bit iffy, but there's still some really, really great churches. And if you don't live near a good church, you can listen to sermons. Like I love listening to the Belonging Co or Watermark or Shoreline Church or, um, What's the one Bridgetown church with John Mark Comer. I mean, my church is called my old church in LA was called vintage church, LA. So many great churches you guys can check out online. So that would be one of my points. Okay. Up next are people. So I've talked about this a lot, but there's the old saying who you surround yourself with is who you will become. If you want to be a better person, you've got to surround yourself around people that are making you better. They always say that you are the sum of the five closest people around you, which is so true, which means you do need to choose more wisely. Who do you want to become? Because who you, who you surround yourself with is who you will become. So in my walk with the Lord, when I wanted to become more like Jesus, I had to go around people who looked like Jesus. And where do you find people who are striving to look like Jesus? The church. Now, maybe you may know other believers in your life that you can reach out to, or maybe there's influencers you can follow that are Christians. You can listen to all the podcasts, do whatever. But ideally and realistically, you need to consistently be meeting with other Christians. Have them challenge you, have them convict you, have them call you out, have them pray for you. Like there's no absolute way in this God-given earth that I could survive and be the Christian that I am today without people being around me. All my best friends are believers. It doesn't mean that I don't have friends that aren't non-believers. I have so many people that are non-believing friends that I still love. I reach out to, we talk, care for them. But consistently, if I want to look more like Jesus and be a better person that is known for looking like Jesus, I want to be around people that are challenging me in that as well. So all my best friends are people that inspire me, motivate me, convict me, pray for me. So you're going to find those people at your church. If you don't know where to find them, you can also check out my Abide Tribe Facebook page. Um, It's called Abide Tribe. I also have a Geneva chat. So just check out all the links in my Instagram bio, Janina Mapola. Those will have some resources in there for you. Um, But you need to be around people that are going to make you look better because the Bible literally says in Proverbs, if walk with the wise and become wise, a person that surrounds themselves with fools, um, harms suffer or something like that. A person that surrounds himself with fools, like provokes suffering, basically it provokes harming on themselves because you're walking around life with fools or people that aren't going to refine you. So if you want to be wise, walk with the wise. And so I just believe that this is absolutely the most staple part in my journey I have found above any anything else like when I think back to my faith journey you guys can listen to my testimony the way that I came back to my faith was because of people the way that I became less of a hypocrite was people the way that I learned about the bible was people the way that I became less of a partier was people so people are going to matter I cannot stress this enough. You guys can do this. I believe in you. If you don't have friends, pray that God would bring you people in your life. I prayed that all the time and God did come through because God wants you to be around people. God doesn't want you to be alone either. So pray for that and go to your local church. Ask, how can I get plugged in here? How do I join a small group? Try it out, consistently meet and um, believe that God wants the best for you in that as well. He wants you to be the best version of yourself, the best follower Jesus possible. So you're going to need people in this journey. Trust me. Next is Bible reading. And so, like I said, the Bible is so, so important in our lives. It genuinely is. Cannot stress this enough. I try to read my Bible every single day, but maybe you are a new believer. Maybe you're very confused. I know that this Bible, it's, it's confusing. You open it and you're like, what is going on? So I really do think that what you should do is you should start with Genesis because that is the absolute foundation of the Bible, the foundation of the world, foundation of Christianity is understanding 
How was the world made? How were we born into sin? What was the enemy's tactics? What happened at the very beginning? Because you'll see these characters in the Bible pop up continually over and over and over. So it's a great basic. So literally just start with a chapter a day or even a couple verses a day. Um, you can listen to the Bible on the Bible app and you can literally play the Bible. So if you're ever like on the go as you're driving, you can play the Bible and have it read it to you. And there's so many amazing resources that will help you understand the Bible, like Enduring Word, the Bible Project, Blue Letter Bible, um, verse by verse, um, so many YouTube things. Like you can literally Google anything nowadays. If you have any questions about Christianity of like, what is sin? Why are we here? How do I know Jesus more? What does it mean to die to self? What does a new covenant versus old covenant mean? Like the Bible project will address those as well as the Bible app, but you can Google almost anything. And there's so many amazing resources. It just requires you to be willing to be curious and put yourself out there and learn like none of this is going to come naturally. None of this is going to come super easy in the beginning, but the more you do it, the more easier it will become. The more that you gratify the desires of your spirit, the easier it will be to deny the, the desires of your flesh. That's what I found to be true in my life. And so read a chapter a day. And then from there, when you finish Genesis, you can go to the new covenant. I always recommend people first start with John, the book of John. It's one of my most favorite books, John chapter one, read a chapter a day. And from there, continue to read the rest of the Bible. The rest of the Bible from John, I think is absolutely phenomenal. And so many of it, so much of it will be confusing at first. But like I said, there's so many resources, Blue Litter Bible app, Enduring Word. Um, there's another one that I love. Let me think, let me think. I think it is Enduring Word. There's so many amazing resources that you can use to help you understand the Bible, I promise you. And then just continue to read from there. Read a chapter a day. There are devotionals. You guys can always Google, like check on Amazon. That'll help you understand the Bible. There is a great one called The Bible Study that's like a, a tool to help you get through the Bible in a year. Um, Angie Smith, her devotionals are very helpful to help you understand the Bible in its timeline. So many amazing resources out there. But remember... I'm so sorry. I'm like super hiccupy today, but remember that devotionals were only meant to be a supplication to the Bible, never a substitution to the Bible. They're meant to be paired with your Bible, but not to replace your Bible. So don't forsake the power of this Bible. And when you're reading, you can say, God, show me how to understand this, reveal this to me. And when you get your Bible translation, I personally love to read ESV because it is literally word for word translation to King New King James version like this is basically a modern version of the Bible that is almost as exact to like the original transcriptions but more updated so it's a word by word translation which is what I really love so I feel like I'm really getting the true meat of the Bible but if you're really new to Christianity or the Bible you could check out the Amplified Bible which I personally love the New Living Translation I don't typically like to promote the Passion Translation, but you can read that one on the Bible app and listen to that one. It's really easy to understand. But I mean, NIV as well as ESV are great translations to start with as well. But you guys, you cannot forsake the power. This is God in the flesh. This is the living word. God still speaks through his word. If you're ever confused on how to hear from God, how to know from God, pick up the Bible. I promise you it is life-changing. It is what changed my life. Set a time apart. Find a time in the day, whether that's in the morning or at night, play it on the Bible app, do whatever, get your candle, get your coffee, get your journal, write things that write things down that stick out to you, but try to find time to prioritize this. Because like I said, you don't, you're not going to naturally drift towards wanting to read the Bible. You're not going to naturally drift towards godliness. You're going to naturally drift towards apathy. As I've read in Jonathan Pecluda's book, why do I do what I don't want to do? He talks about this whole topic that we're going to naturally drift towards apathy and not godliness. The Bible says train for godliness, because again, you have to train for this. It doesn't come easy. But like I said, in, in Galatians, it talks about if you do not gratify the desires of your flesh, you will walk by the spirit. So the more that you gratify the desire of your spirit, which is reading the Bible, knowing him, praying to him, praying to him, seeking him, the easier it will be to deny your flesh and the sins and the struggles and the temptations. <sighs> that was a long-winded answer, but another point for you guys. The reason why this podcast is going longer is that there's just so much meat to this. Like each one of these could be a separate podcast, but I'm trying to give you guys a summary into one. So please bear with me. Um, but I'm hoping that this is beneficial and helping you guys out. 
Okay, number five is just worship music and podcasts. So there's so many amazing resources out there that do help you gratify the desires of your spirit, that edify your spirit, that encourage your spirit. So, so much worship music. I have a playlist called Worship With Me. If you guys go to, again, the link in my bio on my Instagram, click on the Spotify um, tab, and it'll take you to my Spotify. There's a playlist on there called Worship With Me. There's so much beautiful worship music in there that will just sing about God, sing to God. It'll just stir your affections for the Lord. It'll sing to God. And so, Put that in the morning, put that on in the car, put that on when you're driving in the car, showering, cleaning your house, whatever. The more that you can fill your mind with godly, edifying, encouraging things and less things that talk about sex, money, dating, whatever else, like the more your heart will will feel an affection for God, the more you will know God, the more you'll fall in love with God. I honestly hardly, hardly, hardly listen to secular music. I'm not saying I never do because... That would be a lie, but for the most part, I have definitely drastically cut out rap music, secular music. Like I like, you know, some chill hits or EDM music or Rufus to Soul, like that type of stuff, or Arizona or Quinn, whatever. But for the most part, I love worship music and podcasts. I love listening to podcasts about theology or things that are going on in the world or um, just listening to anything that's encouraging me in my faith or teaching me about the Bible. There's so many resources. So don't forsake those and use your time wisely and know that there is so much stuff out there that is beneficial for you guys to know God, to learn about God. And so get, get on your hands and knees sometimes and put worship music on and just pray, talk out loud, cry to God and just seek him and know that God honors that. God honors the the secret places. The secret place is just a place for you and God where you meet with him, you pray to him, you, you cry out to him, you journal to him. Like he honors those private moments. Who you are in the public is who you are in the private. So whoever you are in the private will manifest eventually into the public. So it matters who you are and what you're doing in the private times. That is what will help you become a better friend, a better leader, a better girlfriend or boyfriend when you are out in the out in the public is who you are in the private times the private times are what you're watching what you're listening to what you're saying what you're doing what you're reading what you're acting upon like these all matter so so try your best to have god help you overcome these temptations when you're struggling bring people back in but don't forsake the power of worship music and podcasts they can really really be life-changing okay next upon the topic of prayer and talking to god this is something so crucial because i think a lot of us think that the only way to hear from god is only the word of god and that is absolutely always the foolproof plan of where you are going to but god does speak to us in our prayer times god speaks to us through worship songs god speaks to us the more that we pray to him and the more we talk to him so don't let yourself or anyone else make you feel like it's weird or strange if you want to sit and talk to god or if you want to just be like god i'm really lonely right now god i feel really sad i'm i'm discouraged i'm heartbroken like Know that you can come to God with absolutely everything. You're not a burden to him. He's not annoyed of you. He's not like, oh my gosh, you again, this same problem. Like God loves when you bring his prayers to him. He loves when he hears from you. He loves when you want to spend time with him. Like it says in the Bible, and I think in Exodus that God says, for I am a jealous God. God is jealous when you give more time and attention to your TikTok or your money or shopping or Netflix. Like he's like, I want your heart. I want your time when you give it more to your boyfriend or your friend. So God wants you to spend time with him. So praying to him daily, audibly, like today I sat and I prayed and I said, God, I pray over my day. I pray that I'd be joyful. I pray that I find peace from you. And I prayed over all my things that I'm struggling with. And so I don't know when or how God's going to answer those prayer requests, but just the fact of the matter is that I'm going to him. I'm seeking him. I'm inviting God into these things that I'm saying, God, I, I value your opinion. I value you speaking into these and knowing about them. So it doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't have to be this weird formulated plan. It doesn't have to look how I do it, but you can do it again in the shower, in the car, in the morning, before bed, write notes down on your journal, whatever you do know that you can pray to him and talk to him. And that should be a daily part of our routine and abiding in God, knowing God, speaking to him, creating a relationship to create a relationship. You have to 
continually show up and talk to them. Like you can't be best friends with somebody in your real life. If you don't hang out with them, talk to them, catch up with them, give them a ring. So it's the same thing with God of creating a consistent habit of doing that and making it like a habit of like, God, I want to know you. I want to be with you. I want to talk to you. And so make that a part of your routine and knowing that you can talk to talk to God and pray to God for absolutely everything. He cares. He loves you. He loves hearing your, your prayer requests, or he loves when you cry to him because he's right there caring for you, listening to you. So trust him with that. Okay. The last thing I want to talk about is just healing, because I think there's a lot of people that are walking around maybe with condemnation or shame or scars or things that they have been carrying around for way, way, way too long. They've never opened up about it to somebody. They've been ashamed of it. They're discouraged. They feel like nobody would care, that God wouldn't care. And so I just want to speak to that person right now to help you hopefully become a little bit more free. First of all, I want to remind you that you are so loved beyond words, beyond your even comprehension of how much God loves you because maybe you do feel like I am such an idiot or I've gone too far or I've messed up too much or I've left the church or why would God love me or look what I've done or does he remember what I did last night? And God still says, I choose you. I love you. I want to know you. I want you to know me. I still care about you. So I want to remove any shame or guilt or maybe even the shame of like, I'm not a good enough Christian. I didn't read my Bible enough. I didn't listen to worship music enough. I messed up last night. I texted that guy again. I masturbated. I, whatever you did, I got drunk last weekend. Like remove it all and know that God still wants you. He's still chasing after you. He still welcomes you home. So instead of looking like God slammed the door at you and he's like, nope, no, no, no. You messed up. Go to the next house or go, go away. Go like, he's like, oh, my door is wide open for you. Come sit on my couch. I've prepared a table for you. I've prepared a seat at my table for you. It says that in Psalms 23 that he prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. So he welcomes you back home and he says, let me clean you up. Let me wash your feet. Let me help you find freedom. You've been looking for freedom and healing all in the wrong places. You've been looking in, looking for it on social media or your false identities or these idols or some boy or some therapist. Like, let me be the one that cleans you up and gives you freedom and healing from whatever it is that you're struggling with. But the thing is, You've got to confess the thing that you're struggling with to somebody. It says in James 5, 16, to confess your sins to one another for the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So you have to confess the things that you're going through. So like if I want to find freedom, if I keep messing up from something, you don't find healing and freedom in isolation. You've got to bring it to somebody, whether that's a parent, a mentor, a friend, somebody you know that you trust, confess and there you will find freedom. We do not heal in isolation. We do not heal in the darkness. What you must do is you must bring it into the light and continually bring it into the light. So whatever you feel like you're, you have shame and guilt from, let someone process these negative thoughts or these lies or these things that are enslaving you. Therefore, you will find freedom. I pray that you know that condemnation and shame and guilt is not from God. Shame is from the enemy but conviction is from God. God calls you higher. He calls you out of things, but the enemy tells you you're not good enough. No one cares about you. Why would anyone like you? You're always going to be like this. This is just who you are. Like you've got to catch these thoughts and these lies because this is how you stay enslaved. So confess your sins and know that it is never too late and you are not too far gone. And God always chooses you and picks you and sees you, even if no one else does, even if someone abandoned you in your past, an ex, a parent, a friend, whomever it is, God still chooses you. He is your earthly father. He loves you. He sees you. He saw those tears. He saw those prayers. He saw those, those thoughts. He saw the thought of you saying, maybe I want to kill myself or I don't belong here or no one loves me or why would anyone choose me? He sees those and he wants to speak into those and disrupt them and remove them and, and remove the lies that the enemy has planted in your head and replace them with the truth, replace them with the with the word of God of who he says that you are, that he sees you as his beloved, that he died on the cross for, and he chose you. You've got to know that. And you've got to believe that because that 
is your identity. Your identity is not your job, your status, your money, your followers, your verification on Instagram, your whatever, your college education, the numbers on your platform, your your Greek letters. That's not your identity. Your identity is you are first and foremost a child of God. A child of God that Jesus died for because he loved you that much. You've got to know that you were worth dying for. Even if there was no one else left on the earth, Jesus still would have died for you because he cared about you that much. So I pray that today, if you don't know him, that you will choose him, that you will believe that he is who he says he is, that he loves you. He cares for you, that he is your identity. He is your rock. He is your foundation. He is your peace, your true joy, your salvation, your key to eternity, that no one comes to the father except through Jesus. I pray today that you will choose him and that you will let him remove all the bandages, all the wounds, all the scars, all the pain, and he will be your freedom and your healing. And I pray that you will not heal in isolation. Go to somebody at your church or a friend or a Christian counselor and say, I need help. The first step is admitting you need help. You need a savior. You need help getting out of the pit that you've maybe dug yourself into. And that's okay. Sometimes in the very, very rock bottom moments is when we find God the most, because that's our times of desperation, our times of need, our times of realizing, man, I cannot do this on my own anymore. And you're right. You can't. And that's when you choose that I need a savior. That's when you say, I am in need of a savior. And I need saving. Jesus, will you save me? And I pray that you do that today. So the last thing I kind of want to read to you is actually from my Bible. And it says, why do we need to be saved? It says, Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin in John 8, 4. If we are honest with ourselves, we cannot deny from the moment of birth that we have done wrong things, things that make us guilty before God, deserving of his judgment. The Bible calls these wrong things sin, and sin separates us from God. And because we are separated from God, we face an awful prospect of the wrath of God, which is eternal. Jesus is the only way. Can anyone save us from God's wrath and assure us of heaven? Some people believe that they can get to heaven by doing good works or following the teachings of a religion or even giving money to churches or charities. But Jesus clearly said that none of these things would save us. Amen. He says again, as the verse I read, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6. He did not say that simply that he simply knew the way to heaven. Jesus said he is the only way. No human effort can give us eternal life. Christ and Christ alone is the only way. How does Jesus save? It says, John the Baptist calls the Lamb of God who takes away the sin from the world. Jesus came into this world knowing what it would cost him. And he explains the salvation comes through his death on the cross as the perfect and sufficient sacrifice for our sins. He bore in the pure being the fullness of sin that God might forgive sinners and make them pure. The price of Christ's sin that God might forgive sinners and make them pure. Oops, I read that twice. Start that over. And the price of Christ bearing those sins was death. The gates of salvation are open wide to all who accept the invitation to enter by faith. Amen. That is kind of the summary. I pray that this podcast was a blessing. I pray that it gave you a bit of understanding of Jesus and just Christian Basics 101. There's a couple things that will help you just spur your faith, books, podcasts, church, sermons, friends, worship music, but ultimately the Bible is sufficient. Praying is sufficient. Who he is is sufficient. And knowing that Jesus loves you and died for you and cared about you. And I pray that this was a little bit helpful. I know that I've been very ranty probably a 30 minute podcast or sorry, an hour long podcast at this point, but I want to pray for you guys as I close out. And I pray that this was a blessing. I pray this helped you understand a little bit more. I'm sorry if it was a little rambly or over the place, or maybe not as eloquent as it should have been, but I don't ever pride myself in being an eloquent speaker. I pride myself on being a bold, truthful speaker and somebody that tries to also speak from my experiences, but also still the word of God. And knowing that these things that I've seen that I've done in my life, all the things I've listed have been absolutely staple and beneficial in my walk with the Lord. And so um, I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on the Instagram as well. And I hope this was a blessing. Send this to somebody that you know is maybe struggling with their faith. Um, and know you guys that there is an enemy who is fighting for your life. 
It says in John 10, 10, that the enemy, Satan, only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. So there is a fight for your soul. Are you going to let the enemy win? Are you going to choose Jesus? Are you going to choose the abundant life? Are you going to let the enemy continually steal, kill, and destroy from you? You have the choice. We have the power to fight back to the name of Jesus to say, no longer do you have a foothold and an entryway into my life. And you remove those footholds by not indulging and enticing and entertaining, you know, non-godly music or movies or books or social media or any witchcraft or any manifestation, crystals, astrology, any anything that would be contrary to God's word, you have got to choose that and be careful what you entertain because what you entertain will eventually rule your life. And so don't give the enemy a seat at your table. Don't get the enemy a foothold in your life. Be careful what you're watching and entertaining and allowing in because the enemy, he'll take an inch. If you give him an inch, he'll get, if you give him a centimeter, he loves a centimeter. And so knowing that you have the power to fight back. You do not have to be scared with the power of the Bible, the word of God, Jesus, his name, other believers around you there, we can fight back. And so I pray this was a resource for you guys today. And I'm just going to pray really fast. Jesus, I just pray for anybody listening today that feels overwhelmed by maybe everything that I just said. They're like, oh my gosh, how do I do this? How do I be a perfect Christian? God, I want to remove any shame or pressure to be a perfect Christian. That's not what we're here to be. We're not here to be a perfect Christian, but we are here to be holy as you are holy, to train for godliness, to try to be righteous in your eyes, God, that we are not here to please people, but we are here to please you, God. I pray that we would shift our mindset of not pleasing people, but only pleasing you, Jesus, that we would seek first and foremost to honor you, to make disciples, to know you, Jesus, and make your name known, to help other people know you. But God, I pray that if someone is listening to this and they feel shame or guilt or condemnation or they feel like they're too far gone or they're not a good enough Christian, God, I pray right now that you would lift that off their shoulders right now in the name of Jesus and that you would look at this person as for who they are and that they would know that you have chosen them, that you love them, that you've called them by name, that you created every single strand on their head, that you know every single strand on their head, that you know that they are destined for a purpose and a calling in this life, that they would seek, seek that and choose that. But the way that they find the purpose and calling on their life is first and foremost by knowing you. So Jesus, I pray right now that someone would be fired up, encouraged, that this would be instilled in them to want to know you, to, to know you and make your name known. But that would come by sitting at your feet, by crying out to you, by praying to you, by worshiping to you, journaling to you, and reading your word. God, help this person that is struggling know you and that it would be easier to know that they would gain an understanding, a deeper understanding, more wisdom, more discernment on your voice, that they'd be in tune to your spirit, God. I pray right now that someone is baptized in the Holy Spirit, that they would feel your presence, that they would feel and know that you are real, that you are true, that you are good, that you love them, that you are a good God, despite whatever they may have faced, whether that's church hurt or someone hurting them or someone abusing them or someone coming in and breaking their heart or abusing their power, God, I pray that they would not see you as the same God that's doing that because that's not who you are. I pray that they would forgive the person that hurt them or whoever hurt them or the church, the person, God, but they would know that you are a good God that does not seek to hurt us or destroy us, but only to love us and to bless us and protect us. I pray, God, right after this, after this podcast, that someone would be set free. Whatever their addiction is, their struggle or their hang up or the thing that they keep going back to, God, I pray right now that you would give them the power through the name of the Holy Spirit, Jesus, that you would set this person free today. Whether that's an addiction, masturbation or drinking or a person or pornography or alcohol or drugs or food or whatever it may be, God, I pray right now that they would call upon your name and they would feel more set free today, that they would feel light, that they would feel your presence, they would feel peace, they would feel joy they would feel love and they would feel a wrap around them, a tight hug from you, Jesus. It's in your holy name. Amen. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Happy and Healthy. I genuinely 
pray and believe that this podcast hopefully will make you more happy and healthy. Overall, you guys, like we cannot be fully happy and healthy without Jesus in our lives. There's no way we may be temporarily happy and healthy in some certain capacities or ways, but to find true joy and contentment and peace, it has to come from Jesus and Jesus alone. So I pray this was a blessing. Please let us know on the Happy Healthy Podcast. Tag me, tag Happy Healthy Podcast. Leave a review, share it whatever, with whomever or on whatever platform. And let me know if this was a blessing. I love you guys. I hope this spurred you on in your faith and that you know that... Um, Y'all, sometimes we're waiting for us to see see God or see the thing before we have faith. But y'all, sometimes we've got to just believe without even seeing it. That's what true faith is, is seen, is believing without seeing. And so I pray that you will believe God, even if you can't tangibly see him and have that faith be instilled and encouraged and say, God, you know what? I still choose to trust you and believe in you and serve you, even if I don't see you. But we can still feel and we can still know he's there. So... I love you guys. I pray this episode was a blessing today. Go be encouraged. Go love other people. Be a blessing to other people. And I pray you guys stay happy and healthy. I'll see you guys again next Tuesday for another episode of Happy and Healthy. Until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye, y'all.